your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And what a hockey game we just watched. Uh, We are going to get all into it in this episode. All the positives, all the negatives, because there there were a lot of negatives that came out of this game. So this episode might be a bit of a jumbled mess, but, you know, we're just going to go through it as quickly as we can. Well, I shouldn't say that. We'll go in depth about a bunch of stuff as well. But, you know... Let's just start with the negative, guys. Uh, not the start the Penguins wanted again. That's probably the worst start of the first four games that I think we've seen. Um, just the defensive breakdowns were there. Casey DeSmith allowing a couple bad goals. Um, I'm glad they didn't pull him. You know, they didn't need to put Tristan Jari in yet. I think Jari will get the start on Friday against the New York Rangers. But, I mean, I'm glad that Sullivan did not do a panic move and pull DeSmith. Because he was making some good saves, but then, you know, he had a couple of bit of stinkers. Um, but just in the first period, guys, the Penguins just did not have their legs. Um, not at all. I mean, they were just, I don't think they had a shot on goal until like the, the what, the 13, 15 minute mark of the period. Um, Evgeny Malkin looked lost. Just the team looked slow. The only player that looked good in that period was Kasperi Kapanen. And we're going to touch a lot on Kasperi Kapanen um, later in this episode because he was a force tonight. You know, you look at the underlying numbers and you have the eye test as well. Um, he was probably their best best player on the ice but just nothing was working for them they allowed three goals in that first period I think overall for the first period this year guys the Penguins have been outscored on a 10 to 5 basis I think that's correct they just have not started games well at all Uh, if they can just start the game on time and not look like they're sleepwalking and actually get some saves this team is going to win a lot of hockey games I mean the team they they play better as the game goes on but for God's sakes if they can just start the game on a good note and stop up with all these defensive breakdowns and get some saves they're going to win a lot of hockey games I mean you saw Tom Wilson had a couple goals Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov also scored Lars Lars Eller scored I think Eller actually opened the scoring for Washington on a uh, I think it was a four on two play Um, Regula had a shot in the offensive zone I think it was blocked took a crazy bounce and the caps are just gone the other way just a bad effort all around there Um, the Penguins were able to tie the game though relatively quickly after that I think it was Colton Sevier that got the goal, but make no mistake, that goal was caused by Kasperi Kapanen just flying in the offensive zone. You know, if you guys had listened to this podcast in the offseason, I talked about the biggest thing with Kapanen's game is his speed. He's one of the fastest players in the league. He came into the zone with authority. Um, the Capitals goaltender, who I'm totally going to mispronounce his last name, um, Vanacek, rookie, 833 save percentage tonight, um, just didn't play cleanly. And Colton Sevier and Teddy Bluger, they were, clean up to go, were there to clean up the garbage, and Sevier was able to get that goal, his second goal of the season. Then, you know, the Caps come right back. I think it was like 10 seconds later, Tom Wilson gets a goal. And then I think Wilson scored the um, the next goal as well, if I'm not mistaken, to go up 3-1. to one. Um, Originally, I thought it was Dumoulin that made a bad play. Um, thank you to Darren D. Nasty. 0-2 from Penguins Twitter. Shout out to him. He actually, you know, had me go back and watch the replay. It was Marcus Pedersen that had the terrible play on that goal. Basically signaled for him to come off and then Dumoulin had to come on and then Wilson was just streaking down with no one right there. And it was just a perfect pass to get him for the goal. Dumoulin had no chance there. I had a tweet that I was blaming Dumoulin. You know, I'll eat crow on that. I didn't get a chance to see what happened fully. That one was on Pedersen. 
and I'm sure he'll learn from that. Um, after that, the Penguins were able to get back in the game again. Jake Gensel had a great power play goal on that five on three. Power play was looking bad on the five on four, but then, you know, the Capitals took another power play. It was like, oh my God, if the Penguins don't score a goal on the power play here, um, just fire Ty Reardon and that whole unit into the sun. They were able to get it, though. Beautiful pass from Russ to Gensel, who had a wide open net. I mean, that was a slam dunk play. He, he'll hit that 10 out of 10 times. And then, you know, Capitals come right back, score again. And then, you know, the second period from the six minute. Mark on, I would say, it was just all Penguins the rest of the way. Um, you know, great to see Teddy Bluger get the very rare three-on-five goal. I could not believe that we saw that. Um, just a gorgeous pass, though, from Casey DeSmith to spring him. I mean, you're not going to get that from Marc-Andre Fleury. You're definitely not going to get that from Matt Murray. And we all know talk about how Tristan Jari's puck handling abilities are great. You might get that from him, but just what a pass from DeSmith to spring him there. Bluger was just all alone past the Capitals, and he just went forehand, backhand, tucked it in, five-hole on Vanacek to make it a 4-3, and you know, the game kind of changed right there. That was where it was like, okay, I can definitely see the Penguins winning this game now. There's a lot of more wild stuff to happen in the rest of that game. Evgeny Malkin finally wakes up from being on Pluto, had a gorgeous uh, slapper that went past Vanacek on, on the power play. You know, they, he, he needed that because the rest of the game, guys, Evgeny Malkin was the Evgeny Malkin of all. He was flying through in the offensive zone, getting to loose pucks with a Authority, just knifing through guys like we've seen him do throughout his career. I think that was the goal that will really give him the jolt that he needs for the rest of the season. And, you know, going back to that Teddy Bluger goal, that is the first three-on-five goal the Penguins have scored since 2012. If you want to look it up and see the replay, Matt Cook did it to the Philadelphia Flyers um, and then gave Cape Kimo teaming in uh, a big death stare and basically talked some shit um, as he was coming off the ice. So definitely a goal that you guys should go back and watch. I remembered it briefly. I wasn't sure, though, until I looked it up. I was only 14 at the time somehow. But still, you know, what a what a memory that was. And still, what a play to, for Bluger to get that goal to put the Penguins right back into the game. And then, you know, we had the Evgeny Malkin goal to make it 4-4 going into the third period. Like I said, beautiful slapper. Then the third period comes. Um, that was, again, a dominant performance by the Pittsburgh Penguins in that third period. I don't think I can recall one Capitals good chance in that period. I mean, the Penguins had the puck, I think, virtually the whole time. And that's the second consecutive game that this has happened. And it's something to build on. They just need to start out games better. Um, they are suppressing shots at a very high level once the third period hits, especially in these last two games. And I thought the Penguins were going to win this game in regulation. I know it sucks that they had to win in overtime and give the Capitals another point. But, you know, I think it was Gensel that had those two chances with about two and a half minutes left. I think had a deflection, which was saved. And then as Gensel was trying to put in the rebound, um, what a save by Vanacek of the Capitals. I thought Gensel had the game winner right there because I don't think the Capitals were going to score on an empty net. Um, that that would have been a hell of a goal for Gensel to cap off his night. He was sensational. We're going to get to him um, coming up in the next segment. And then, you know, the overtime goal, Sidney Crosby does Sidney Crosby things, and the Penguins walk out with two points, getting a two and two on the season. I thought it was another strong night for Sidney Crosby. I mean, he plays virtually well, I think, in every game. But I think especially tonight, this was probably his best game of the season, I would say. Um, the Capitals just had no answer for him every time he touched the puck. I mean, I think I saw him dart around Zendano Chara. And Chara can actually still play. You know, he was bumping guys off the puck left and right. But when Crosby was on the ice against him, um, Chara just had no answer for him. He just could not keep up. I don't think anyone you know can keep up with Sidney Crosby doing his thing with his backhand. I thought Sid was close to another backhand goal in the second period. I think it was a two-on-one with Gensel. Had a pass there, but decided to shoot, which I think was the right call with, with 
Sidney Crosby's backhand history. It's one of the best in the league. And Vanacek somehow got a piece of that. And that's not an easy shot to save. But believe me, it's he's made goalies look pretty helpless throughout his career with his backhand. But, you know, this this team is something else. You know, they, they really are. They... They make you scratch your eyeballs out, but then they come back and they just, it doesn't matter, 3-1-4-2. Um, they keep fighting and they get to four points and, you know, they're right back in the thick of things with 52 games to play and the Rangers coming to town. But still, a lot more to get to about this game. We still have to go over what happened with TJ Oshie. Still have to go over, but just go more in depth about the overtime goal. I tweeted about it on my Twitter account. I'm going to talk about it on here. As you know, this was just one wild game between the Penguins and the Capitals. But before we do get to all that, it is time to talk about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselvers. Why should you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. You can write locked on into the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. I did have a lot of fun live tweeting a little bit from the Locked On Penguins Twitter account. I don't do that as much since I just have my regular Twitter account open onto my laptop and then my other one on my phone. But I'm going to start doing that a lot more often. It's fun to talk to you guys through the Twitter account during the game and just live tweet it. I just, I absolutely love doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, other so- stuff about this game. Let's just get into the TJ Oshie incident. Um, that's a garbage hit. And I said this on my own Twitter account. TJ Oshie is a sneaky, dirty player. I don't care if Caps fans will disagree with that. He has done that crap constantly to the Penguins throughout these Penguins Capitals games ever since he came to Washington. Um, he is just, like I said, he is a sneaky, dirty player. Caps fans will never admit to it because, I mean, why wouldn't they? But, you know, that's just the kind of garbage that you'll expect from Oshie. I thought it was Bush League that the ref originally called a five-minute major, then they reviewed it, and they're like, oh, it's just a two-minute interference call. I mean, that's just so chicken shit, in my opinion. Those are the kind of hits you want to get out of the game. Yes, I understand it is not a headshot, that the primary point of contact was not the head, but it was still a late hit, and Pedersen did not return to the game. I'm not really sure what the injury is. Sullivan did say after the game that he is being evaluated for an upper body injury. There is no update at this time. We'll have to see if he practices. But, you know, that was at least a good one to two seconds after that puck was gone from Pedersen's stick. And, you know, the people that will defend it will go, well, he's just finishing his check. He's just finishing his check. No, he's not finishing his check. That is a garbage hit that has got to get out of this game right now. We've been saying it for years. I mean, this is not 1984 anymore. Those hits are not acceptable in this league for 2021. I'm sorry. If I were a Penguin player, I would say the same thing. I mean, you know, we tolerated Matt Cook's garbage throughout so many years when he was just headshotting people left and right and doing those similar kind of hits as well, which were interference hits but should have been five-minute major hits. You know, it's just like, those are the hits that need to get out of the game. Again, you know, TJ Oshie doing TJ Oshie things. Tom Wilson actually had a hit in this game. People were going to call it dirty. It was clean. You know, I'm the last person that's going to defend Tom Wilson. But, you know, I thought it was a clean hit. I think it was on Tanev uh, in the second period or something like that. 
But for the love of God, please get those kind of hits that Oshie um, put on Pedersen out of the game. I don't care what team it is. I don't care if a Penguin player does it. I don't care if someone on the Vancouver Canucks does it. That kind of hit has no place in the game. No, it's not finishing your check. I've played the game. I've watched the game for so many years. I'm not a dinosaur like some of these other people are. I love a good body check. I love a good clean hit, but you know, there's just kind of hits that they're, they're not acceptable in 2021 in the NHL anymore. So we'll see if there's any discipline for Oshi. Maybe he'll get a fine. He's not going to get suspended for the, you know, the DOPS or in other words, the department of player safety, you know, they stink at their job. So they'll probably just give him a fine. Like they gave to Jared McCann for his hit on the Sandheim. But moving on to other things, let's talk about the goaltending a little bit. I mean, I thought Casey Smith was okay for this game, but still two stinkers that he can't let up. I think it was right after the Penguins tied it. Uh, it was the second goal that the Capitals scored. I think that was one from Tom Wilson. Goes off his shoulder in the net. That's basically a goal that you see from like NHL 21 um, every time you play an online versus game. I I've Though I have lost count of how many times I played what NHL 18 or NHL 17, and that was the exact goal that was given up in games that I was playing against people. Um, it's just a save that DeSmith needs to make. He makes it nine out of ten times. It's such a stinker to let up, especially after the Penguins just tied the game after a great shift from Kasperi Kapanen. And we're actually gonna get to Kapanen right after this. Um, I think it was the then the fourth goal, I think that was Kuznetsov's goal. Um Penguins had just made it 3-2 off of Gensel's goal. And then just a terrible rebound control. And then DeSmith has no chance with the rebound. And it's like, man, like you got to make a timely save when the team needs it. You know, I'm going to say this for Tristan Jari too. If the Penguins continue to get this kind of goaltending, winning like this is not going to last. I mean, this is not a recipe for success. Yes, they're 2-2. Two and two. Yes, they've won in spite of their goaltending. But sooner or later, your goalies are going to have to make saves. They're going to have to bail the team out when they have a defensive breakdown. And you got to make the easy ones too, especially with Smith's rebound control there. I mean, you can't put it to the only place where it can't go, where Kuznetsov is just standing right there and then just has an easy tap-in. I mean, you got to do better than that. That wasn't even on the defense there. They're actually all back and all playing their men. But, you know, just Smith has to be a lot better there. But um, as for moving forward, I think you're going to see Jari get the start on Friday against the New York Rangers. I think Sullivan talked about it at the media day this morning. You know, just want to work out some kinks in his game, get him, get his confidence back, and then they're going to start him again on Friday. I just, I don't think they're going to start to Smith again. I know he got the win, but, you know, I think they kind of won in spite of him tonight. I, I know when he came in on the game on Sunday, he had some big saves that Jari hasn't made all season, but for this game, like I said, man, they won in spite of him. You know, the offense woke up. The Capitals had some bad defensive breakdowns, and that was the main reason why they won the game. But, you know, let's just get to Kasperi Kapanen, and what a debut he had, guys. I mean, he was just flying every time he came onto the ice. I don't know why Sullivan was a little too hesitant to put him on the top line after five minutes in. I mean, he had that, that first shift that he went on. I mean, they created a scoring chance. I mean, that, that was just how good he was. I mean, another great tweet from uh, Danny of the Pens blog, Shiree Irving, with how good Kapanen was tonight. You look at his underlying numbers from Natural Stat Trek. He played 10 minutes at 5v5, 14 shot attempts for, 3 shot attempts against, had 95% of the expected goal share. Um, he basically did all of the work when he was on the ice. Um, he was a great fit on that fourth line. I would expect Kapanen to get full top-line minutes for the next game. I mean, he, was, he, had, he, had, he has only had one practice with the team. And yet he looked better than basically every other Penguin skater tonight. You know, that's just, that that's hilarious to me. I'm really excited to see 
how he does moving forward because he was just creating chances every time he was on the ice tonight for Pittsburgh. Um, defensively, I'll talk about it again on this segment. I can't say enough about how great the defense was, especially late in the game when Ricola and Pedersen were out. I really don't know what happened with Pedersen toward, I mean, not Pedersen, um, Ricola towards the late stages of the game. I don't remember seeing him get hit high, hit low or anything and having being hobbled off the ice. Um, Sullivan did say after the game that it is an upper body injury for him. He's getting evaluated. You know, that's just his typical stuff that he says after a game. But um, if one of those guys is out longer term, if one of those guys just has to miss a game or two, um, P.O. Joseph will likely make his NHL debut. And that will be an exciting moment, I think, for a lot of people in this fan base because he is well regarded in the Penguin system as their best defensive prospect as of right now. And after reading a lot of beat reporters' articles after training camp, a lot of people are saying that he's NHL ready. So I'll be curious to see if he does get his chance to get in the lineup full time. Obviously, you don't want another um, defenseman hurt, but I'd be curious to see how P.O. Joseph would do. But I think that's it for this segment. And we're still going to discuss the overtime goal in depth coming up in the next segment and a couple other things going into the next game. But before that, it's time to talk about Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust that is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at that site and use that promo code locked on for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hody. So, um, about that overtime goal. Um, what a play by Gensel to just basically chip it to himself. I think it was around Dmitry Orlov, if I'm not mistaken, and then just gives it back to the point where Latang just fires in a net and then just Sid does his thing and just tucks in the rebound like he always does. And another big play on that overtime goal, it was right before that, I think 10 to 15 seconds before it, Marino made a motion for Latang to come onto the ice because he was gassed. He saw that I think there was a play to be made. Comes off the ice, Chris Latang comes right on. Fires the puck that eventually goes to Sidney Crosby with the rebound. That is a heads-up play by Marino. Not a lot of second-year players know how to make that play. And he also 1v1 Alex Ovechkin going down the right side in the third period. Won that battle. You know, had that tweet. Don't mind me. Just watching John Marino winning a 1v1 against the best pure goal scorer in NHL history. He is just something else. I know he had a bad play. Um, in that goal on Sunday where he was basically just puck watching, but he redeemed himself and then some tonight with two very heads up plays, one with you know, one V one Ovechkin taking the puck away from him and then um signaling for Latang to come on the ice as there is a potential scoring chance um coming. And then, you know, a lot of people have said in the past, Jake Gensel is a product of Sidney Crosby. Jake Gensel only produces because of Sidney Crosby. You know, not with plays like that. He's just such a smart player. And then just the chip to himself just did it all. You know, I just, I stood up right as he did that. And I just, my jaw dropped because I was like, wow. I mean, he's just, he, he amazes me every time he steps foot onto the ice. It was great to see him get out of that funk tonight. The goals are going to start coming for Jake. He's one of the best pure goal scorers in the league right now. And you can only keep a guy like that snake bitten for so long. So it was great to see him get not only get on the score sheet, but you know, just indirectly set up the game winning goal for Pittsburgh to win the game five to four. 
Um, let's see other stuff. Um, I did have a tweet on the Locked On Penguins Twitter account. You know, give me some of your thoughts to share on the show. Um, a couple here. Gilbert the Goat says the Pens win the hockey game. Yes, they sure did. Wow, did Malkin and Gensel very wake up after that first period. Kapanen looked great today, and boy, oh boy, Sid the Kid show why he's still one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think Sid did show that he is still the best player in the world. I would still take him over anyone in the league. Sorry, Nathan McKinnon. Sorry, Connor McDavid. I'm still riding with 87. And yeah, man, Evgeny Malkin did wake up after he got that goal. It was just so much different in that third period from Gino. Was knifing through guys left and right. Was just a menace on the puck in the offensive zone. When he gets rolling, there basically no one can get the puck off him. Otherwise, though, in that first period, just looked very sluggish. Um, even into some of the second period, was looking sluggish. But I really do think that goal is going to do a lot for him this season. I think that will get him out of the song. Yeah, Gensel, you know, he woke up too, just talked about that. Captain looked awesome. I can't wait to see how he looks on the top line in the next game against the New York Rangers. Maybe they'll put out Jack Johnson against the top line. Um, that Wouldn't that be something, Gilbert? Um, from Alan T. Yoder, Bluger's goal is going to be a play of the, of the year candidate. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's 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 a cold day in hell when you see a three-on-five goal around the league. Bad start, but still a heck of a game, he said. Yep, absolutely agree. Impressive performance with four defensemen. Hope Pedersen is okay. That should have been a five-minute penalty. Way to fight back and get the win. Yeah, I still think it should have been a five-minute major. And to your point, Alan, they did one hell of a job in the third period defending with four defensemen. Like I said, man, the Capitals... I don't think they had one good scoring chance in that third period, and the Penguins were playing two defensive pairs that entire time. I think it was mostly Dumoulin and Latang, and I think Ruido with Marino, but I did see Latang with Marino out there a bunch. Um, they just they all looked great and just didn't give the Capitals anything. So big kudos to the defense for getting through that. Um, and then the lastly, I apologize if I mispronounce your name, man. Um, Philip Sauchuk or Felipe Sauchuk, I am so sorry, buddy, um, but thank you for the tweet. What are your thoughts on Kapanen? For me, he played really well and could be on the first line on Friday, and of course, what a great win. Yeah, man, um, Kapanen was the best player on the ice tonight. I mean, he was making a play on the offensive zone every time he came onto the ice. Um, you saw his underlying numbers from what Danny of the Pens blog said, just he was a menace with the puck, and you can just see how fast he is when he gets going. And there's just uh, It's hard to get the puck off his stick when he's just bolting into the offensive zone. Um, and I do hope that he is on the first line on Friday as well. And yeah, what a great win. You know, the Penguins get to 2 win 2 on the season. And you know, with a Jack Johnson reunion coming up, we'll see if the Penguins get to 3-2 and two on Friday night when they play the Rangers. Um, lastly, though, before I do end this episode, I do want to say it is always fun bantering you know, with some Capitals fans in a couple of group chats. Um, namely, um, if you guys ever listen to this, Dean, Aaron, Nathan... Couple of my other friends, um, Hannah one and Hannah two. No, they are just—they're both named Hannah, but they're two of my very best friends. It's just—it's always fun bantering during those games, and you know we'll see if we'll get Penguins Capitals in the playoffs again. Though I don't know how both fan bases will feel about each team playing each other 15 times for the season. But that'll be it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Just had to shout a few people out, and thank you guys so much for live tweeting with me on the Locked On Penguins Twitter account and continuing to listen. On this past week, um, Locked On Penguins podcast was one of the five most listen to NHL podcasts on the network. Um, I cannot thank all of you enough that, you know, continue listening or have only tuned in for one episode. I very much appreciate it. And we're going to have a lot more content coming this week. I think tomorrow I'm going to try to have Nick from Rangers Twitter on Nick Zarius, who is a well-known Jack Johnson supporter, by the way. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just messing around. He's, 
I feel bad that he has to watch that guy play every night. I think I'm going to have him on tomorrow. And then Thursday, we're going to have John Check from Locked On Rangers on. We'll do a crossover preview for the game. And then Friday, uh, we'll have a post-game um, episode where we'll break it all down for you all. But still, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I will talk to you all next time.